This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dirty Money Moves discusses cases in which a crime may have occurred. All parties referred to in this podcast are presumed innocent until proven guilty by law. Opinions expressed don't necessarily reflect those of the podcast host, Murderish, or Cloud10 Media. Emily Hanks, thank you so much for joining me again on Dirty Money Moves. You've been here before, and you're now kind of like becoming my go-to when I need to just Really dish, you know, we're covering Gwen Shamblin now on our current mini series. I knew that when I emailed you, you were going to be like, yes, of course I know who mm-hmm. this is. And yes, I can talk about it. So welcome back, Emily Hanks from She Speaks Bravo podcast. Thank you for having me. I want to talk to you about Gwen Shamblin. We've just yes. now kind of like put a period on this story on our mini series. And by the way, great mini series. Thank you so much. You are always so complimentary of the show, and I appreciate I it. I love it. Love your show. Love. Thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, look, who doesn't love? And that's why there was such a successful and wildly popular, you know, docuseries on this woman because she is just a hater. Or lover, I don't know anybody who loves her except her daughter. We'll talk mm. about her. Um, but hater or lover, like she just, it, she's fascinating. And yeah. um, I think that she touches on a lot of people's, especially women's, but people's vulnerabilities. And maybe that's part of the reason she was able to create this like hypnotic following. But I don't know. Let's dive in. Let's dive into you've. I'm sure you've seen the docu series. Uh-huh. You've listened to my mini series on her. Uh-huh. What are your overall thoughts on? And it's a big question, but like, what are your overall thoughts on how so many people, time and time again, get wrapped up in these like culty situations and just are so loyal? And maybe at a certain point, maybe they snap out of it. But like, how do people keep getting wrapped up in this stuff? What well, are your thoughts? I, what I'm so confused at is, okay, she didn't really invent anything that crazy. It's like she just talked about portion control. Yeah, intuitive eating, really. Like and, in a, and God told her to do that. I'm like, <laughs> guys, this isn't some huge message that only she's received. <laughs> this does not make her a prophet. 
she's come down from the sky or however it works. And she's coming down and she's like, I have been sent by God to tell you to only eat when your tummy rumbles. <laughs> and so even in one of the one of the people interviewed in the docu in the docuseries was like, I've come to find that it's just intuitive eating. I'm like, you, <laughs> bingo. Had you, had you you really had never heard of that before? <laughs> never. So it's just that they got so so far into it and didn't and hadn't looked up one like nothing nothing crossed their path that yeah. whole time that was like guys this isn't actually a Gwen thing this is like a thing there are tons of other books on it and she found a way to wrap up two because look as someone who has struggled with their weight their whole life I totally get how you can because you know when you start a new diet like that hopeful feeling Mindy Kaling talks about this a oh, lot that I love that, her that hopeful feeling like you your life is going to change like this is the one and you get all this stuff and you read all the things and you're, you're you went you get your shopping and you've got your meal prep and mm -hmm. and so it does kind of get not culty but it gets very much religious for a second mm -hmm. so she took that weight loss obsession and mixed it with religion so give yes. it up to god give it up to god and so she invented something that helped people and then she added in a holocaust reference oh stop i heard the brakes hitting the metal pads when that occurred and she doubled down on it multiple times i i just absolutely like she absolutely did not understand why or how that could be offensive I like in the in the in the docuseries, like the credits that they roll, you know, that they put the clips together. There's the interviewer being like, now, why do you bring up the Holocaust? And whoever her like PR handler is literally lifting her off the chair, like, get out. You cannot answer <laughs> Don't that. Talk. Get, no, no, no. And she's trying to. She's like, no, no, I can. Nope. You cannot yep. answer that. You don't say anymore. <laughs> I don't know who the hell told you to say that word, but we don't we don't reference the which didn't they lose weight well, that's that's a whole nother episode in itself like the audacity of her to say but it worked for the holocaust survivors oh my god oh I, it just it just was all kinds of wrong especially from somebody who's this prophet this religion like you just don't don't go there a lot but of I, the time, too, they the, the people they would show in the crowds, their hair was like even her daughter. Their oh, hair her daughter. was so thin <gasps> because they were malnourished. But then her hair is so the opposite. <laughs> well, of, that's because she did a few things to make me mean. She had she had like a a, a a V8 Hemi engine backcomber. I just, I really am disappointed that there is no footage of how she did her hair. She didn't do a YouTube tutorial one time. That shit would go viral on TikTok in a hot second. Don't now, you need to know? I do need, need to, know. to know. And my husband even asked, and he knows nothing about like beauty and like all the whatever. He's like, is that now, are there like fake pieces <laughs> in there? Is there like a it's bump a it or two in the back? Or two <laughs> or three or 20. How um, many are there really? Because no, because literally, I don't think there is a piece. I think that is pure back home hairspray. That's what I thought. I thought it appeared that it could be all of her own hair, but just crazy back combing. I'm talking back combing on steroids. Maybe there that, you know, maybe she had like an electronic comb that Ooh. just like back home the shit out of it. Because wouldn't your wrist get tired? I agree. I mean, when I blow dry my hair for five minutes, I'm like, oh, my God, shake out the wrist. 
It's totally. It's like exhausting. Yeah. So I, so the fact that, so she starts with like a diet plan essentially and like then, then gradually moves towards, no, this is a church. We are a full blown church family. That's, that's used a lot. We're a church family. I'm like, what's that mean? That's weird. Then we are disciplining children to the point of their, their death. And which then makes me think that she did that to her own children. Like she Mm -hmm. very much, because let's face it, her daughter did not look okay. She absolutely did not look well. And here's the thing. I absolutely rage against everything her daughter was preaching because she was essentially just like a clone of her mother. But I can say that I understand how she could get there because she's also been manipulated by her mother, potentially abused, you know, verbal, whatever's going on in that household. Um, So I can empathize with her because she absolutely does not look well. I mean, her complexion, her her facial bone structure, her hair, her, her demeanor. She didn't look like she had energy. Like, I mean, and you know, let's just talk about the multiple tragedies she endured in her life, but was never really able to be human to say, I'm sad, I'm crying, I'm emotional, I'm express, you know, like she lost a baby. Yeah. From a very young, like a five month old baby. Horrific. The worst tragedy, I think, arguably, that anybody could suffer. Then she loses her mom and husband in the same, at the same time. So now she's a widow. And then now all in her, in her very fragile state, from what it looks like, she's supposed to be the leader of this mega church, which is all, it's just, it's all kinds of crazy. But I think going back to what you were saying earlier, <clears throat> you know, Gwen, she didn't, like you said, she, it's not like she invented anything new, but what I guess the new thing she invented was putting it all together as one package, like actually saying that this weight loss program, it is going to bring you closer to God. Yep. And but and into heaven. Like you're going to be, which is that, that is was it. That was new. the gateway. That was that was the that was the hook. And it worked because wow. you know, I'm not a religious person. I wasn't and I also wasn't raised that way. So I, I don't know how it all works, but it's like you know, these people who are following her are godly people. They're religious people. They want to get into heaven. They want to be closer to God. And she knows that. And that is, you know, she played on that want and that need and that desire. And that, that was it. And the thing is, that's kind of fascinating about her, kind of like Mary Carol McDonald, the scam artist who I met, you know, a few years ago. And then we did a whole, yeah. yeah, she was the subject of our uh, season one of Dirty Money Moves. She had a legitimacy in the TV Hollywood industry. Like she actually was a, you know, an executive for a big, you know, TV media company, production company. Then you have Gwen. Gwen Shamblin did go to school to for for dietetics. I want to say she actually had yes. a degree. So she she has some legitimacy there. So she brought, but then she <laughs> where she went left was bringing it into a religious structure and saying like literally this diet. And also it was problematic. I mean, intuitive eating is one thing, but what she was preaching was literally just, it's problematic. Like intuitive eating is one thing that can be a a healthy thing, right? But she's literally like, if your stomach is not making audible noises, 
you better grab that Bible instead of opening that fridge. And mm-hmm. that is problematic. And I look at her daughter. That cannot be healthy. Her daughter looked like a woman with anorexia. Absolutely. There's no other way to say that. No, there's not. With, with Thunken with... face, hair loss, eye, like her eyes. Like, yeah. I'm like, are we not going to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, it it was it was jarring every time she would appear on the screen. And I'm not saying that from a judgmental point no, of view. No, I'm saying concern. like concern. <laughs> yes. I mean, I if I was a close friend of hers or a relative, I would find a way to say, like, can I help you? Mm-hmm. You don't look well. And then, you know, she was taught by her mom also just it's bad for the church's image to show all this emotion over tragedy, to show that bad things happen. So like it was, it broke my heart when her daughter lost a baby, lost a child, and there's just, just got to sweep it under the rug, put a positive spin on it and move on. That, that. That's next to impossible because that's, that's a lifetime of grief. Absolutely. In reality, that's a lifetime of trauma and grief. And you expect them not to have one minute of it? Yes. That's, that's not a thing. It's not healthy. It's not it's not good, but it's it's just one of many things that Gwen Shamblin would preach. Uh would, you know, and and her daughter followed. She was very loyal to her and the son. I mean the son. Oh, wait, the son. Gosh. Okay. When they sh- so the way they intro the son was really funny. So he's like they show this guy playing a guitar and singing some weird song and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, they're about to drag this son." Oh, and you then didn't the, like that song? And then the first the first the first person to talk is like he was like Mozart. <laughs> Mozart. I was like, oh, 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 we, oh, we think he's good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I gotta. Sorry, I gotta switch gears. I didn't thought we were gonna drag him. Okay, never mind. Okay, hold on. He's like Mozart, and the thing—it's so funny because people are so quick. I don't know why I just thought of this, but like. First of all, why we got to go to Mozart? Like, why we go to Mozart? If he's a talented musician, I give him that, but not Mozart. Like, literally, like a a musical genius. Now, let's talk about Kanye West. Now, I'm going to make this connection. I always thought it was so funny that, like, yes, is Kanye talented? Look, some people say he's not. I think he's very talented from a musician, like a music standpoint. I think he's very talented. I have enjoyed so much of his music over the years. Okay, but hold on. Is But is he a genius? For some reason, somebody somewhere along the line called Kanye a genius. And he, like somebody, some PR person or marketing, whatever, spun that. Now, literally everybody who talks about Kanye, they're like, yeah, you know, he's a genius, right? It's like, hold on, wait. Have we proven this? Has he mm-hmm. been given an IQ test? Like, has he, you know, like, why do we? Ha- and it's just like people say like, oh, this person's a supermodel or are they a model or are they a supermodel? But now everybody's a supermodel, uh-huh. you know? So like, dude, this kid, I forgot his name, but Gwen Shamblin's son. Why I does know, he I have to be Mozart? <laughs> the music is just in him. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right really cool. wasn't seeing that she's like if it wasn't if it wasn't for Gwen making him do all the church stuff he'd be doing music I'm like Absolutely. I need you to just take dial it down it a notch dial <laughs> it back a little bit I don't think we're on the level of Mozart just yet get a little perspective here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe like Nickelback now I will give him okay yeah we go, <laughs> <laughs> go there but yeah no Oh, no. Go, yeah. So go he ahead. He was troubled. No, he, he was troubled. Yes. Yeah. This woman, Gwen just ruined everyone's lives. She really did. 
And that you saying that is the exact thought that I had when I went and rewatched the docuseries and like was going through the research for the um, the mini series that we just did. It she caused so much destruction so that so much so that even though she's a human being in this world and even though she has children and people who love her, it's so hard to feel super sad after she died in a horrific way. And listen, I'm just being honest and vulnerable when I say that. Like, I feel like a bad human for saying that, but I can't lie and say that when I found out that it happened, that I was sad. I wasn't happy, but I was sad. But some of her followers actually, though, previous followers, literally called it like poetic justice. And at mm -hmm. least now she can't cause all this destruction. And arguably, she played a role in a young boy's death. Not yeah. at her hands, but potentially at her preachings. Let's talk about that. Like, And then when she tried to deny the audio. And then they had the receipts. And she's like, that's been doctored. Honey, Girl. they all say that. They uh-huh. all say, oh, because it's a ma- <laughs> now it's a mass conspiracy. It's always, it's yes. all, we always see that when it comes to like churches, try, that, you know, we're trying to take the church down. Whenever there's, whenever there's an allegation against a big church, we saw that with like Hills. War on religion. It's oh, a war it's, on the church. You're it's, just trying to take a good leader down because yes. they can do that. Right. But it's like, it's not some big, massive conspiracy. It's just proof. It's just evidence. Yeah. Here's an audio recording of you. We have you saying spanking children. If you don't spank them enough, that's they didn't get spanked right. So yeah. that's not a coincidence. Yeah. Like he, she said something like what was and this is not a direct co- quote, but she said something like if they're not crying or saying that it hurts or what wasn't it something along those lines? Yes. Then you have not spanked them enough. Meanwhile, this poor young boy, eight years old, Joseph Smith, had multiple, multiple, multiple injuries on mm. his body. I'm sorry. That is I mean. Did you spank him enough? Is that enough for you, Gwen? And to die, like for a child to die like that, I mean, it's a slow, painful death. Like, yeah, putting him in a box. I mean, it reminded <laughs> me of Gabriel Fernandez. I was going to say out of Lancaster. Me, oh yeah, absolutely. I I dove into that story about three years ago oh, um, for Murderish Podcast, and it was the hardest. I was going to say, how did you? Well, that must have been so hard for you. It, it was, and it's hard for everybody. Like, everybody has the same reaction. I avoided covering that story. I had multiple listeners always writing in, you've got to cover the Gabriel Fernandez, but I knew that's better than to do it. And then I finally gave in and did it. And it it's the worst thing. It will always, that case will mm-hmm. never, 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 never get out of my head. It's the most tragic mm-hmm. case that I have ever learned of. And this little boy, Joseph Smith, totally reminded me of just, like, children are so innocent. Nobody believes they should suffer even an ounce of sad. Like we all just want their lives to be fluffy and perfect. And that's what they deserve. Um, but just for him to have gone through the things he went through. And yeah, there is undeniable audio of Gwen praising this mother for her very problematic you know, um, discipline, which really was downright abuse methods. Didn't she say, didn't the mom say I locked him in his room from Friday to Monday? Yes, she sure did. She said the entire weekend only gave him his Bible and Gwen praised that. Sorry, that's, I mean, no, Mm -mm. all of it's completely shocking and problematic. And I just don't understand this woman, Gwen must have just been now again, I'm not a doctor, not a psychologist, Um, must have been an extreme narcissist or something along those lines to 
want that kind of control and power over people to say the craziest shit to get them to fall in line with whatever she's saying so that she has that control and power, uh, that obedience. And it, it just who wants she's a different kind of human being. She is a different type of human being who wants to hold that kind of power over people, even when the things she is saying and preaching are just so scary and dangerous, Mm -hmm. so dangerous. I mean, look at her daughter, look at her son, look at Joseph Smith who died. I mean, all these things. I mean, and, and, and look at Gwen herself. Now, again, I don't want to tear a woman down for the way she looks, right? We can all, I appreciate walking down the street and seeing all different styles, sizes, colors, hair, you know, whatever. Um, But there just seemed to be, even just in the way she applied her makeup, her Mm. hair, but like, let's just talk about her makeup. And I'm not saying this from a judgy, your makeup looks shitty standpoint, the way she applied her makeup when they did those close-ups of her eyeliner, and it's so sloppy and not good that it just makes you think like it's she's unhinged oh yeah it's terribly off oh no i i'm glad you bring this things i'm fascinated by those things like me too because because we apply makeup so we know what it's like to look in the mirror and be like okay like i'm gonna put on my makeup now and when you do it you're like i'm now satisfied so to to go i'm gonna apply my makeup now (laughs) And to do that and be like, done. Done. Exactly. So, yes, that is what's fascinating because it, it, her eyeliner appeared as though, like when my daughter was in kindergarten learning to color within the lines, but it wasn't within the lines. And you're like, uh, okay. Oh, that's normal for a, you know, yeah. kindergartner, but like for a grown woman to apply her eyeliner specifically that way, it just, it's, it's, seems unhinged and those those because you see people in real life like in your daily life like i worked with the woman who always had the tarantula mascara like that like (laughs) and it was always like that and i it was i could not stop staring at it whenever she talked to me i'd just be like whoa like you left the house like that and then i'd wonder like that was a choice do you wash this i had so many questions like do you wash it off at night and reapply do you just leave it on all the time and just like maybe touch it up every day like (laughs) i had so many questions because it's just a fascinating thing that this is a choice because we make it it's a choice so it isn't it's it's a question i would have loved to ask her Gwen, one day. That is a little, Gwen, let's talk about your uh, eyeliner, please. Yeah, let's please. Talk, walk, you know, yes. walk me through your beauty routine. Can you please do a get ready with me? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how viral she would go on TikTok with her get ready with me's? <laughs> like, because you, you know, Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Let's she showed us on her. She showed us. A, she showed us how she did her hair once. Oh, wait, yeah. I never saw that. It was on one of the ep- episodes. It was she went and got her hair done and she actually was getting mad at the lady who was doing her hair because she wasn't doing it right. OK, now that so you and I are both like picking up on something that we're fascinated by. Like I'm I'm fascinated by Gwen's yes. striking hair, her striking mascara, her, you know, and this Long Island medium. I would venture to guess there is a psychological yes. connection. Yes, right? I'm like fascinated by this too. Yeah, okay. The I need to get my ha- friends okay. on the show who yeah. are like psychologists. 
just, yes. you know, like to really break this down for us. No, because, okay, I have the same fascination because so my brother-in-law's mom has the exact same hair. Oh. She's had the exact same hair for like her whole life. And it is, okay, it's like big And in it's the not back. Lisa Rinna you're talking. At least you're it's uh, no. not Lisa Rinna. I, I know, I did just see Okay, it. hold on. I did just hold make on. it seem like that. Okay, I? yeah, yeah. Um, it's So it's big in the back and it's feathered in the front. Mm -hmm. And every time I see her, I'm like, okay, so I think you take a round brush. <laughs> <laughs> and I, because that, because then I, we know I'm like, so you have to go to a, the same, you must have to go to the same hairstylist and they must know that you, they cannot mess this up Absolutely because this not. is your comfort. This Signature. is like your thing. And yeah. so do you remember the show dog, the bounty hunter? Yes. Remember Beth? Yes. Her. She goes to a hairstylist at one point and that one hairstylist messes it up and she gets mad at that hairstylist and she goes, just give me it. And she starts hairspraying her own hair and, because it's a fascination I have as well with these people yes. who have this very particular type of wacky hair, seemingly wacky. I shouldn't seemingly, judge it like that. I was thinking about this before you and I talked and I'm like, why, you know, I, again, I don't want to be like, oh, that eyeliner is uglier. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm just, the, it seems that there are, there are certain uh, makeup applications and hairdos that universally yes. are received as not good by most people, right? Yes. Like, so I would say Gwen Shamblin, I would venture to guess, I'd put a little money on this. Most people would go thumbs down on the hairdo. Like if makeup. someone did, if someone did that to you, like if you went to a makeup counter and like that was the pissed. end product, you'd be like, no, thank you. I'm not like paying you for this. Not paying yeah. for this. <laughs> now, if it's Halloween, maybe cool. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm, I'm Gwen Shamblin for Halloween, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yes. Great. But other great than Halloween that, idea, actually. yeah, great, actually great Halloween idea. Some people will be like, oh. Not oh god! Now see, now I see. I, I I you could totally pull it off. I feel like I have the hair that could do that. Now I was gonna say you have enough hair to totally tease. Yeah, my hair is about her length, and I could do the layers. It was so fascinating when she would turn around. You see the back of her head, and it's literally like layers, layers, like like steps. empty hollows. Yeah, there's steps, like empty hollows in between each step because you only have so much hair that there's yes. got to be some break in it, yes. you know, in order to, it, it's so fascinating. And then now let's talk, let's talk about what did I call him on the show? Her, her bought and paid for husband. I called him. Uh, yeah. Oh, I called him Handy Travis. Handy Travis. You did call him Handy Travis. <laughs> because he was like a wannabe country music uh -huh. star, but he was and also a handyman. A handyman. Handy <laughs> when, when, when I couldn't help myself. Um, it, now, first off, did you like his music? Now he did you know, a real hot video on there. Uh, you know, I wasn't a huge fan. Oh, shock. Um, but look, I'm not going to deny that in his heyday, he was hot. Listen, he strike. He was that perfect, like romance novel yeah. type dude, like throw some long. Oh, he did have long hair at yeah. one point. So he's that type of look. I so get it. And I can see women. Like, I understood Natasha's attraction. Of course. At Natasha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, well, I, and then I guess I can understand Gwen's attraction too, because like she's an <laughs> older woman to him. She thought she got some prize. And now he was just like cha-ching, I think, when he met her. Like, I can't, I did not get the vibe that he was, you know, physically attracted to her. Or I mean. It was, <laughs> dude, she was like, let me get you a private jet. Let me get you this. Let me get you that. You can live the life you always wanted to live. It, it seemed so obvious what Duh. was going on in their relationship.
custom framing company Framebridge will change your opinion of what true customization really is. They measure and handcraft each frame specifically for your piece. So you can Framebridge just about anything. Selfies, game day jerseys, your anniversary dinner menu, or your latest artistic masterpiece. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo. If you have a physical piece to frame, they'll send you complimentary packaging to safely mail it in. And you can preview your item in dozens of frame styles. Then choose your favorite or get free designer help. The experts at Framebridge custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece right to your door. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars at a framing store, Framebridge starts at just $39 plus free shipping. You can order online or stop by a Framebridge store near you to work with a designer in person. I'm currently redecorating my podcast studio, and I love having my podcast artwork on display. I framed my Dirty Money Moves cover art with Framebridge, and I just put it up. I went with an extra-large Irvine frame, and my cover art looks perfect in it. My podcasts and listeners are everything to me, so seeing this on my wall every morning just makes me happy. Framebridge did such a great job, you guys. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift today at framebridge.com. That's framebridge.com. But he was fascinating because, and again, from a psychological standpoint, I am no doctor, but I would venture to guess he too is a narcissist. Oh, yeah. Uh, Narcissist-ish, like, because I can't diagnose. But I mean, something's going on there, you know, But for the way the things that he did to yeah. Natasha, like lied about her and said she was sexually abusing their own daughter was absolutely awful, 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 awful. No, no decent human being would ever do that to anybody, let alone the mother of their child. So, yeah, it, it just was so fascinating. And obviously you could see that's where church members, you know, her followers started to have a break. They're like, wait a minute, we see some hypocrisy because all of a sudden she's taking all these vacations with her second husband and all she's telling everybody else, you better stay married. Mm-hmm. All the women who were in her church, she's like, no, I don't care if he's cheating on you. Basically, you're going to stay married, you know, in your horrible marriage. But yet she can divorce. That's what God wanted her to do. And God accepts her second marriage, you know, and all these things. That would have pissed me off, too. Me, too. There's that one woman who's like, I'm I have an addicted husband who's cheating on me and basically beats me. And she's like, just stay in it. That's what God wants. And then she goes and gets divorced. Oh, slap in the face. And, and no, 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 exactly. I would have a thing or two to say about that. And these women did. And they brought yeah. it up. And that's when people are starting to go, hold on. Something's going on here that is not very holy. Yeah. Um, you know, and she... She just is this hypocritical person who wants, she's a money grabber, Gwen. She made all this money. We called her the profitable prophet, you know, in the miniseries. And then also, too, what makes her a prophet? I just, I would love to understand. I feel like anyone can just call themselves that. I can call myself that. You can, too. I mean, what the hell? I was sent by. There must be a requirement. I I feel like you can, anyone can call themselves a prophet. It seems like it because if Gwen can be called a prophet, how the hell is she a prophet? She's teaching like problematic diet shit, you know, to these people and and abusive uh, discipline methods. And now she's a prophet. It just, for her, I think her whole thing was just money, 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 obviously. And she would say anything and do anything to get there. Um, I am fascinated by her childhood. It seems that she was brought up 
in a very, yes. very conservative, religious, strict household. And I and I wonder how much that helped to form the person she became as an adult. So, okay, then let, let's let's fast forward a little bit. So we've got Gwen, we've got her seemingly, you know, bought and paid for husband, Handy Travis over I here. I wonder how many times she made them have sex a week. There must have been an obligatory number. Absolutely. And you can just imagine him going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't, but I got to do it. I got to do it because I'm going to get a private jet. I'm going to, I got, I got to do it. And her pulling him up, him up on stage. And now all of a sudden, like Natasha's like, this guy was never religious. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's considered like a leader in the church holding the Bible. It was so scripted and cringy. And Come to find out they were going to have like this reality series that, you know, she was creating a nine, what was it, like a a, a CD or something uh, on the topic of greed, of all uh, things. Uh-huh. Of all things, she was going to talk about greed and how bad it is. And it's like, she's the greediest of them all. I don't know why I just flashed to this, but the absolute best part of the whole docuseries that had me dying was when... <laughs> Gwen Shamblin was saying, like, learn to fall in love with the thing that you despise about your significant other, right? Oh. The lady, the, the lady comes on. She's sitting there in the interview with her husband right next to her. And he's just staring at her, like, gazing, like, he loves her so deeply. And she's like, you know, before I, you know, uh, you know, before I met Gwen Shamblin, I could not stand. Could not stand the sound of my husband's voice. She said she could. I could not. She's like literally saying I could not stand the motherfucker. And then the sound of his voice. And he's he's there staring at her like, I love you so much. And then she goes, until Gwen Shamblin taught me to fall in love with the very thing that I hate about my husband. And now. I am in love with his voice and da 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 da. Sorry, my accent is just so off. No, that was really good. (laughs) (laughs) I was dying because she literally is like, I despise the sound of my husband's voice. But now I love it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I believe you. I believe you, honey. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Because that's usually something you can fix. (laughs) Yeah. You, you can, can go from hating the sound, oh, the very sound of that person's voice to now I love it. Mm-hmm. It makes me so hot for you. Mm-hmm. Your voice. I love yes. your voice now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Oh, I, I, just, I, I love it. Oh, happy. Was, We're so happy now. Mm-hmm. So happy now with your voice. And it literally is the thing that I love the most about you because Gwen taught me that I can fall in love with the th- very thing that I could not stand. You made my skin crawl before, bro. <laughs> and now I love you. I love that in the reality show she was producing, it's like what, they were showing her renovating, flipping houses or something. Okay. Kind so of. Glad, yes, kind of. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Because this lady, she couldn't decide what she wanted to be, but, but yeah. all of it involved, let's, however I can make money for myself, yeah. which by the way, I'm not going to leave a dime of it to the church once I mm, die. Yep. No, forget uh, that. That was crazy. Um, But you're right. Like, okay, so she was a dietitian. She was a mega church leader. She was a prophet. She'll teach you how greed is bad and how not to be greedy. She's a reality TV star. She's a home flipper. Her church has all these different business arms where like they brought in house like a handyman business or what was it? Some sort of contractors that are now kind of like owned by the church and they service the church property. It didn't, none of it made sense, but I love, I love that one lady was like, Gwen didn't do anything all day. What is she going to have a reality (laughs) show about? (laughs) 
Some of these women were so they were so funny, hilarious. I was dying. Oh my god! I wish I remembered some of their names. Me so I could too, call them out specifically. But it was so good. I mean, this—that's why the docu series, "The Way Down," you know, featuring Gwen Shamblin, is just. It's so intriguing and entertaining. Yes, it's it's sad, it's shocking, it's dark, but it's funny too because it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous that you have to laugh at certain things. Like literally his his country music video. video? I couldn't I couldn't. It, it reminded me of um the Tiger King. Is that his name? Yes, it yeah. totally did. Yeah, like dancing totally on. I'm a cowboy boots on. He's singing like a love song on top of a car or the wind's blowing in his hair. <laughs> <God>. Dang it. <laughs> there were a lot of music videos. It was very like, there a were a lot of music breaks. <laughs> now, did you love or did you vomit? But did you love the part where there's this like home video footage of like Gwen crawling around like a little kitty cat and her husband, what's his name? Joe Loris chasing her around the house. I, they're just, I, 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 I was like, my eyes were burned forever. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I felt like he, he, he must've had to have had like a lobotomy or something to deal with. Like, <laughs> He's like, I have to, he's, I don't know what he like singed a part of his brain to be like, this is fine. This I is can fine. Get through this. Because I can get through this and tolerate this. And <laughs> I, I need to know what she looks like when she was going to bed. Like, does she, does Absolutely. she ever break it all down? Yes. Yes. I want to see your, I want to see her just coming out of a swimming pool with wet hair. Yeah. No makeup. Like I just, I want to see that Gwen. Cause I, I would venture to say it's a very different Gwen, because <laughs> does it ever all come off or does she just kind of keep caking it on? It's like you can't imagine her being the type of wife to go to bed barefaced, uh, sludging. <laughs> you know, it's very big, big on TikTok, sludging your face or is that what it's oh, called? Yeah, like where I, you just put I've heard layer I've heard. upon layer of goop on your face, you know, the eye patches and like, you know, her hair are all unteased. Like, does she ever let Joe Lara, the hot hot hunk of a man, Joe Lara, see her in her natural state. I highly doubt it. Mm -mm. I don't think she's that woman. I don't think she wears sweats. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's always a dress and heels. And because, you know, the higher the heel, the higher to God, the mm -hmm. higher the hair, the higher to God. So everything's higher. Yeah. Um, except for her eyeliner. She probably could have used a nice cat eye, like a winged <laughs> tip. <laughs> I would I would have loved to see her with a wing tip. Like I have a makeup guy who's even done it on my eyes, and my eyes are very hooded and deep set. <laughs> he could he's a master. He use a nice cat eye. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> would have loved would have loved to see a cat eye on Gwen, and I'd love to see her in a pair of sensible Amazon joggers. Right? What's her casual vibe? I did feel bad though in hindsight when like after they after it all came out and they were like, you know, then everyone started making fun of us. And, and being like, I wouldn't have followed her. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I don't like that part. Sorry, that guys, but it is kind of it, it It was difficult because we are coming in as outsiders. Yes. Looking at it. And it is really hard. I'm sorry, guys. It is really hard to look at her without any context and be like her. She's a prophet that you're going to follow. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I know, guys. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know, but it but is But I understand where you're coming from. Here's here's the thing. I have, I think, you know, I've come to believe based on all of our research for this dirty money moves, it's all about scam artists. Yeah. 
I know for a fact that millions and millions of very intelligent people yes. have been scammed. And so it has nothing to do with a person being dumb or stupid or I've almost anybody, I think probably anybody, but almost anybody is susceptible to being scammed under the right circumstances. Now, these scam artists, I, I think what I have to understand is these people were raised a certain way, maybe to respect authority. And it's like a small town vibe. And mm -hmm. she played on like their religious beliefs and wanting to be closer to God. And they had probably been taught their whole lives, like do whatever it takes to be closer with God. And so she's helping them do that very thing. And um, she's a master manipulator. Yes. So so I understand that. And I would never, never, never think that somebody who was scammed on a small or a big level or anywhere in between is stupid. That's a, a fact. They're not like they're not. That's not what it is. But they're these manipulators. These scam artists are so good at playing on people's vulnerabilities. And so that is, you know, obviously what happened here. But And you're right. Like, but the reason we're fascinated by it is, yes, hindsight is 2020. I totally understand that. Like, it's so easy for us outsiders to look in and go, well, I would now, uh, this lady, hold on this. I mean, it, it yeah, this woman, sorry, if I'm going to follow somebody ain't going to be this woman, you know, but clearly so many people did. And that's for a reason. And I can't believe that they're all unintelligent. You know, that, that's to be fair. The hair didn't start that high. No, this is true. So they were probably already hooked. Yeah. The, the hair, hair was and the normal. makeup was not. It was much more conservative. It gradually grew. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like you don't notice it. Like it's like it was like a little by little thing. It is. You're and right. So suddenly like we're coming in at the crazy tail end. That's true. When they show the early early years, I'm like, she just looks like a little, I mean, yeah, her hair was big, but she looks like a little church lady. Absolutely. And perhaps her teachings and preachings got more and more controversial and strange and outside the norm as they went on, right? Like yeah. people probably yes. started with her in the beginning, like she was somewhat normal-ish, whatever that means. Yeah. Right? But then, yeah. they, but then they, they, like before you even notice she's gotten crazier and crazier and crazier, but you're already in. You've gotten in for the exactly. beginning. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can see where this can happen. And yes, it's very easy. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But I'm fascinated by it that she got hundreds of people, maybe thousands, uh, you know, to follow her and her crazy diet methods and to, to, to literally believe that dieting and being skinny gets you into heaven. I, I, I can't prove it. <laughs> it's one thing to think that you don't like the way you look when you're overweight. It's sure. another thing to think, oh my God, I'm going to hell. That's a whole different fear that you put in people like, holy shit. Like <laughs> I, maybe I didn't care so much about looking good, but you're telling me that I can't be with God if I'm chubby or overweight or just basically not skinny. Not You've thin. taken it to a whole different place. Yes. And also I would argue now I'm no doctor. Okay. But, um, Gwen appeared to be maybe too thin, like oh, uh, to a, a level that was not healthy. So it's not even about like, let's get you healthy to a healthy weight for your body, your makeup, whatever, how that, however that works. No, let's just be dangerously then and, and people would be telling her they're like i'm fainting and she's yes. like well are you dead yet absolutely and i would love to go inside gwen's medicine cabinet because i would venture to guess the woman's cheating uh -huh. to be thin. she is not probably uh practicing what she preaches 
basically like intuitive eating, but on a dangerous level. Like, you know, I think that she was very likely taking something to help her. Ap- it's, appetite it's, suppressants for sure. Absolutely. Or like, you know, yeah, exactly. So appetite suppressants um, to get there because this woman, there is no way she could be an ounce overweight with what she was preaching. Mm-mm. She had to model the way. And I, I I can almost guarantee she was probably cheating. But that, you know, like what was going on behind the curtains? Oh, my um, God. I love that they lifted the curtains a bit on the financial situation, you know, how much money she was making. We saw that because we saw it came out in her divorce from her first husband, who was, of course, kept very secret. God, that man just became a ghost. He sure did. And that's exactly what she wanted. That's, That's by design. crazy. It is. They hit he just his... went away. Yeah. And he had a degree in divinity. So he was, of course, alarmed at what she was preaching because he's like, I know this not to be true. This is not OK. You know, so, of course, his thought process probably did not at all align with his wife's. And so it's no wonder. And also he was a bit overweight. He didn't right? look the way that like she was saying you had to be to get closer right? to God. So none of it worked from a PR standpoint for Gwen Shamblin. So she got rid of him in a hot second, mm-hmm. replaced him real quick in a hotter second with uh, the fabulous Handy Travis, Joe Laura. But yeah, I mean, it just uh, she she completely just sort of like wiped him from the record. It's absurd. And it all happened right in front of everyone's eyes. It's not like they didn't know him. They all knew him. And then she was like, we're just going to pretend he didn't exist. And now this guy is here. Yes. Shameless. Yeah, it absolutely. And people, I mean, it definitely was not lost on the church members. A lot of them spoke up about it. And you saw them in the in the documentary going, hold on. Er, yeah. Like, this is definitely hypocrisy at its finest. And just the whole plane ride. Okay, so the flight. Mm. I mean, it came out that it seems like Joe Laura probably should not have been flying that plane. Right. Seemed like like he was certified, but maybe newly certified, didn't have a whole lot of hours. And I was just talking to um, Christina, who works with me, and I was just saying, like, I'm I'm I have sort of irrational fears, developed irrational fears as I've gotten older. When I was younger, I would swim out to the middle of the ocean. No problem. No life vest. Like, cool. Now I'm afraid of sharks. I, don't, I only go like... Me too. Yeah. I only go knee deep. And I know it's like the chances of a shark getting me are probably pretty low, but like, I, I just, I can't do it. And it's the same with like these small airplanes. Like my husband, I trust him so I, I ride on the back of his Harley, but he, you know, all the time, but I feel so safe with him because he's such an experienced rider. Plus I trust him, yada, yada. But like, if my husband came to me today and was like, dude, I want to get my pilot's <laughs> license and he did it and he did all the hours. I I'm not getting in his plane. I'm just not, I'm not like, I only want to fly on a plane where it's like this years long experienced commercial pilot that's got all the I just I don't want to go on your fun little It's a plane. I just can't. Uh-uh. I can't. And Gwen just got right on and their circle of friends got right on. I'm right and, there with you. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I mean that the, their plane went down within like 90 seconds. That went okay, that part. 90 seconds you got up and went down. That's it. And it seems like he was disoriented. It seems yeah. like he may have been flying through some like a uh, fog or whatever and easily got disoriented. And they nosedived into eight feet of water. Oh, my God. So imagine there is like nothing left of this airplane. It's so scary. And of course, like the the part that was like so sad, obviously, you know, the Joseph Smith, the young boy dying broke my heart. But then you've also got 
whether you agree with these people or not, and I don't, you know, a lot of them were horrible, the people who followed her, the leaders of her church, but they have children, they have families left behind, and there were children left with neither parent. And they were, you know, they were on their way to a political rally. We won't go there, but mm-hmm. they, <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they were gung-ho on this political rally. Um, but I think that the full investigation results should be out at some point soon-ish, because we haven't gotten those yet. And I will be curious to see what exactly happened aboard that plane. I don't know if there's any kind of recordings, like audio. She probably said something horrible. Yeah. (laughs) God damn it, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) It's all your fault. It's all your fault, you asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I should have never let you fly this plane. God shouldn't die. This is something, (laughs) you know, something like that. Something horrible. And see, now that's a whole interesting aspect to this whole thing, too, is that now the church has a problem. Because if Gwen's a prophet, Mm -hmm. nothing bad is supposed to happen to her. Mm -hmm. And now she's dead. Mm -hmm. So what does that, what message does that send? And how are they going to spin that in their church? Mm -hmm. That's going to be a tough one. And see, here's the thing, like, that's pretty interesting from what I understand, you know, her daughter, Elizabeth, sort of initially stepped forward as like, hey, I'm the new leader of this church. But since then, she's been pretty quiet and reclusive. And yeah. the church leaders who are not related to Gwen Shamblin are just kind of left sort of trying to hang on and run the church. But like, what's going to become of this this thing? Yeah, there was that interesting part of that doc that was like, you know, Gwen was willing to kind of do anything to rule in maybe, let's say, a controversial way to keep people in line. But is the daughter willing to do that? Exactly. I don't think she is. I don't think she is either. And as much as she seems to be very much like her mom, probably because she's just been under her thumb and control, she might, I wonder if she will break out of it. Now that her mom is gone, maybe she will get back to normalcy and better health and maybe see with a little more clarity. That'll be interesting to watch. And of course, it was no surprise uh, that her son immediately exited the church. Yeah. With his mom's death, because it seemed he never wanted to be there anyway. And there were a few childhood friends, like high school friends of the daughters that were like, we just wished we could have grabbed her out of there. So maybe they've gotten to her. Could be. And been like, hi, so before your mom got a hold of you and did all this, we were not down. So it would be awesome if she could break out of it and maybe this church could slowly dissipate and because it's not a church. It's It's not, it's a cult. And I think that almost everybody would agree on that. It's, it's, and whatever it is, it's, it's not healthy. Healthy things are not going on. No, exactly. For its members. And it seems to be very dangerous on so many levels. It's for Um, profit. It's it's, not, it's for profit. It's a business. That's what, you know, that's how it becomes a cult. Yes, exactly. So now it will be interesting. I, I would like to see it crumble. Yeah, I don't think that it does any good for anybody. And it would be interesting, like, you know, uh, obviously another docuseries on the daughter's journey. (gasps) Should she? I mean, that would be people would watch that. She fascinated me and they didn't really ever come out and say, like, address her shocking appearance. Yep. That seemed to be never. They never did. It was driving me crazy. Me too. I'm like, stop showing pictures of her and not mention what's right in front of her eyes. Yes. Like something is wrong here. Alert, alert, alert. So, yeah, I would be interested to know and kind of like follow her journey and her path to see what's happening. And I do have empathy for everything she's gone through. She has lost Mm -hmm. everybody close to her. 
So um, almost everybody. But you're kind of on to something. They someone needs to get like even if it's just her on her own camera phone, like document your journey, girl. Oh, it would be so interesting. Like I can see in like three years her like something coming out because I you're you're totally onto something there. I you, people would definitely watch, right? Oh my I mean, god, I'm watch, already excited. Is it on HBO? Don't so put it on my watch list right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll pay for an additional Showtime subscription, which is hella expensive. Exactly. If it's it on Showtime, I'll do that. <laughs> you know, my husband and I thought we were so smart years ago when we cut the cord on cable. Yep. Which, yes, to this day, it is still less expensive and we pretty much have like cable channels and all that. It's fine. But then that's been replaced with mm. if you want to watch this new show that everybody's talking about. Well, it's not on Hulu, which you already have. No, it's on Showtime. Oh, but the, and this other one's on HBO Max. Got to yep. go get that. They figured it out. And I subscribed to damn near all, all of them. them. So now all I'm pretty much paying <laughs> uh -huh. what I used to pay for K2. <laughs> now, here's my argument for it. Maybe we are actually saving money because we yes. are no longer renting Blockbuster videos and paying the late fees. Thank you. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, I've just it's too many subscriptions. Uh-huh. But I gotta have them because I gotta have. I can't have FOMO with all of these. I have to watch every docu series that. Oh. Now there are a few. I am choosing right now not to watch the Dahmer thing or the Lori Vallow thing. I guess I'm kind of a little bit on a true crime break right now. Okay. I'm not. Yeah, like, and I go off and on. So the podcasts I'm listening to right now are reality TV podcasts, uh, health you. podcast girl. Yeah, I think I know. I know a girl who can talk a little bit about Bravo. I know a girl. <laughs> oh, her name's Emily Hanks. Oh, me? Oh, it's you. It's you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're yeah, right. I do. I do a little bit. You do a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, so I go off and on. But also the Dahmer thing, you know, given my, I'm 44 years old. So I live. Wow, you look fucking great. Oh, girl. Thank you. I, you know, I only said my age. So you would say that. No, oh, I'm just kidding. Okay, good. I'm just kidding. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm at the point in my life now when I like, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, so yeah, I'm a mom of three and um, both two of my kids are in their 20s. And then I pause and I'm like, you're like, and if they don't, if they say don't go, shocked, what? you're like, okay, well, me. we're done. I'm, do I'm doing, we are so done. You're I dead am, to me. You're dead to me. <laughs> you, you, put, you put there in it. You're like, you're on my list. Okay. <laughs> Checked off. The All friend right. list. Yep. Goodbye. Dead. Goodbye. <laughs> dead to me. Um. Oh, the Dahmer thing. Yes, yes, so yes. I, I'm, I'm of the age where I lived through like when it was actually happening. And I remember being like, wow, this is so terrifying. And, and so I kind of like knew and know mostly all of the details, although I'm sure I got I've you. Some. But it's just like so dark to relive it. Oh, I get you. And it I, is a dark series, girl. It is. That's what I hear. Like even episode one is very hard to get through. Uh, yeah, no, I actually think that you're making the right choice then. Okay, thank <laughs> I you. I think you're making the right choice because I had a hard time <laughs> getting through it. And if, and okay, so the show, what's the show? Um, It's on Peacock, Friend of the Family. Okay. It's, oh, like In Plain Sight? Yeah, Abducted it's in Plain on, Sight based on yeah. that. So I had watched Abducted in Plain Sight and I was like, oh, I'll try to watch Friend of the Family. But because I know the entire story, I'm like, this doesn't really matter because I'm like, I literally know everything that's about to happen. So yes. it, all of the like build up tension, I'm like, I know what's about to happen next. So it yes. didn't really matter. So if you already know the Dahmer story and it will already traumatize you, uh, don't watch it because watch it. I had a hard time. I had to watch it during the day 
because I watched the first episode at night and I had to immediately watch like Real Housewives of Atlanta right yeah. afterwards because I was <laughs> yes. like, I that was it's a lot. It is very because it, it's so good and he's yeah. so good and he's disturbingly good as Dahmer. Like I'm like, how did this guy snap out of this? Like, yes, he was too good. Like he became the guy. So yeah, it's very very real. Yeah, that's the feedback that I'm getting to specifically about like the main the actor. He's just so real and like convincing that it just makes it even creepier. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you're good. Skip it. You're good. I'm good. I'll skip that one. But you're I'll good. watch. The, I'll watch the Gwen Shamblins all day long. Those yeah, are yeah, not yeah. too. For some reason, they are not too dark for me. Although it did get a little dark at certain parts, but so fascinating. I respect that though. Actually, taking a break on the true crime, I understand that. Because it comes a point because you cover true crime, yes. too. So you're like, I. it's kind of how I get. That's funny. That's how I get with Bravo. Yes, I can imagine. That makes perfect sense to me. So it's I like overconsumption. It. Yes. So then you go and watch true crime. Uh-huh. Because you're like, I've had enough of this drama, this cattiness, this, you know, blah, and blah, like, blah. I like I can't even sometimes listen to Bravo podcasts because I'm like, I already know. Like, I yes. I hear about it. Like, that's it's like work to be. Sometimes. It is. No, it is. <laughs> it comes my you're job. In- you're immersed in it. Like mm-hmm. my best friend, Jesse and I had a podcast for a while. It's still out there, but we're just, we're on pause right now, but not, she and I are not on pause. She is still <laughs> my bestie. Let me just, for the record, um, we had to stop recording cause she's a nurse and the pandemic hit and it was just too crazy, but it was called judgy and juryish. And it's a reality TV podcast. And yeah, I, we, it was crazy because what we didn't anticipate was that we are both like Bravo TV lovers. We always watch The Housewives. We text each other. Oh my God, can you believe this? Then we did a show, a a podcast about it. And it's like, hold on, now watching the episodes is work because I have to pause it. I got to make my notes. I got to rewind. I got to, so it, it, a little bit, I still watch, but it feels, it is work. It's work. Well, yes. I used to just be able to lay in bed and like talk shit and yell through the screen, but I didn't have to pause it and make notes. Girl. So, yeah, I feel you. I definitely feel it just, you. On that. It just took me two hours to take notes on this last Salt Lake City <laughs> because I just wanted to get so, there was so much fun. Whitney losing her mind and just being crazy. I wanted to get all of it in there because I can't wait to reenact that whole scene. But like, it just took so long to take notes that I was like, there's so much there. And on that note, I cannot wait to record with you next week because we're going to talk about the Salt Lake City ladies. And when you say act out scene, that is you're speaking my language. Like, can we please act out like Whitney uh, Wild Rose, whatever her name is on Instagram. Then you got... um, What's the other one? The Jen? I love it. Oh, Lisa. I, I mean, love the, that. Thing, the thing about the Salt Lake City women is they're really easy to mock. I mean, not mock, but like their voices are so distinct yes. and cartoonish. Yes. Meredith. Meredith. Uh, Lisa. Lisa Whitney. Whitney. Jen a little bit. But those three alone, like it's not <laughs> hard to, you no. can't even help it. Like when I do my recaps, I don't even mean to, but like I can't say one of their lines without doing it in their voice. So. You're right it's so distinctive and it's it's so, all it's yeah. part of the reason why i'm just like so in awe when i watch because i'm like who are you yeah they're <laughs> like they're not real no they're not they're absurd <laughs> they are so fun to watch it's the show that i didn't think i'd be into and totally got into so yeah. i cannot wait to talk with you next week and I'm so excited i love any opportunity to talk to you this was such a great Same. chat about gwen crazy shamblin lara um where can people find you and listen to your podcast and your social media, all that good stuff? 
You can listen to my podcast anywhere you get podcasts. And I'm also on YouTube if you would like the video versions at She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Thank you so much for having me. I love having you. Thank you so much for making the time. We'll talk soon. Of course. Okay. Bye. Bye. I loved talking to Emily. I hope you enjoyed the conversation too. Make sure you're subscribed to Emily's podcast, She Speaks Bravo, for some of the best recaps of all of your favorite reality TV shows. As I've said before, we're currently working on another mini-series and, of course, season two of the podcast, which will be another deep dive into a female con artist. Dirty Money Moves is a collaboration between Murderish and Cloud10 Media. Executive producers are myself, Jamie Rice, and Sim Sarna. Research, writing, and producing for the miniseries is done by Devin Ruskin. Emily Crane does the audio mixing and editing. Josh Cook composed the music. And Brian Stefanik created the podcast cover art. Follow us at Dirty Money Moves on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And if you like the show, please rate us, review us, and leave us a few stars at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. If you're into true crime content, check out my other podcast, Murderish. Thanks so much for listening and see you next week for the start of a brand new miniseries. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.